Chapter 9 of The Silver Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Robert Doolan. Board Game Basics Podcast. The Silver Bear by Edna Adelaide Brown. Chapter 9 The Vacation School. That Sunday evening, Uncle Dan, with the help of Dora's book and the organist at the church, discovered that Dora's bright star was called Arcturus. Dora was greatly pleased to know its name, and at once bestowed it upon her bear. Arcturus, she thought, had a wild sort of sound, befitting a free thing like a star or a bear. Surely there was nothing ordinary about the name. Monday morning, bright and early, Lucy and Dora started for the Lincoln School. On the way, they were glad to meet Mary Barrows and Gladys Parr. When they reached the grounds, they found other girls they knew, and some they didn't, because they went to school in a different part of Westmore. In all, there were about 100 children, and there were three teachers besides two girls about 18 who had offered to help. Laura Carroll was one of these older girls, and with her stood the lady who had been on the Sunday school picnic, and who thought Dora looked like somebody she knew. The lady's name was Miss Chandler, and she was to have charge of the vacation school. First, the children sang America, and one or two other songs everybody knew. And then Miss Chandler asked all the girls 13 years old or more to form a group around Miss Smith. Those from 9 to 13 formed a second group, and the youngest children were left to make the third one. This arrangement separated Lucy and Dora, and at first neither of them liked it. To be sure, they were not in the same room at school, but that was different. Dora looked serious when Lucy's brown curls vanished in the older group, but she had only a moment to feel troubled. Miss Chandler herself came to the cluster of the youngest children. Girls, she said cheerily, how many of you can sew? Dora was glad she could raise her hand. When she was six, she learned to sew on buttons, and now she could hem and do over and over and outline very neatly. Miss Chandler explained that those who knew how were to work on something very interesting. She showed them small squares of pretty white cloth. Some had patterns of animals or children to be outlined. Others were to have flowers put on in cross-stitch. The completed squares were to be made into bedspreads. When the vacation school was over, these would be shown in the final exhibition and then given to the children's ward in the Westmore Cottage Hospital. Any little sick child would immediately feel better to have such a cover on his bed. Dora decided to take a flower square first. Later, she would do one in outline stitch. Laura Carroll started the flower and then gave it to Dora. She also gave her a piece of paper showing just how many crosses to make in each direction and what coloured cotton to use. Dora sat down on the grass to sew her flower. The smallest children of all were given kindergarten beads to string and tin moulds to use in the sand pile. Dora liked the flower pattern very much. 
It had two pink roses surrounded by green leaves. There were two shades of pink in the roses and two shades of green in the leaves. The older girls were making baskets and the middle group clustered about the table with their teachers. Lucy held up a strip of khaki-coloured cloth. Dora wondered what it could be for. When the children had sewed about an hour, Miss Chandler told them to lay aside their work. All the groups stood in long lines and Miss Smith and Laura Carroll showed them some pretty dancing steps, part of a Swedish folk dance. Miss Thornbum played on a violin for them to keep time and all the girls practiced the steps. It was such fun that nobody wanted to stop. Even the little children left the slide and the sand pile and tried to dance. After the dancing, they played games. One group played Drop the Handkerchief, and the others chose different games. When they had played quite a long time, they went back to their sewing. Dora was glad to get back to her pretty cross-stitching. She had seen Lucy and learned that Lucy was making an Indian dress which was to have red fringe. Dora thought it would be nice to have such a dress, but she also liked to make the pink roses. Almost before anybody knew it, the clock in the church tower struck eleven and it was time to go home. Nobody could bear to have it eleven so soon, for the vacation school was such fun. And almost everybody begged to be allowed to take their squares to finish at home, but Miss Chandler said they must leave them to work on the next day. Later, they would make some clothes for their own dolls and might take those home to sew on. Each little girl was given a stout envelope into which to put her unfinished work, and on the outside Miss Chandler wrote their names. Dora was satisfied to know this plan. She had felt afraid that perhaps she might get somebody else's square, and she did not like forget-me-nots as well as roses. When she took her envelope to Miss Chandler to have her name put on it, Miss Chandler looked at her and smiled. This is little, Dora, isn't it? she asked. I remember that you went on the Sunday school picnic. Dora smiled back, and Miss Chandler put an arm around her and gave her a little squeeze. What a little duck you are, she said, and you look so much like a friend I used to have. Don't you have her now? asked Dora. She isn't living, dearie, but we used to be little girls together, and she had dimples in her cheeks just the way you have, and her eyes were like yours. Dora smiled again. She liked Miss Chandler very much. Then she went to find Lucy and walk home with her. Miss Chandler looked after her. What a dear little thing she is, she said to Laura Carroll, who was putting away the sewing things. She seems like a child who comes from a home where love is. She does, said Laura. Mrs. Merrill is very particular about Lucy and Dora. She tries very hard to bring them up nicely. You know the young man who sang the solo in church yesterday? He is Dora's uncle, and he thinks the world of her. Oh, Dora has plenty of love at home. I never saw two sisters look less alike, said Miss Chandler. But Laura did not hear. She was taking the envelopes of sewing into the schoolhouse. Mrs. Merrill was interested in the vacation school and in what the girls were making. She thought the bed cover would be nice for sick babies, but she did not approve of Lucy's Indian dress. 
it would be more sensible to sew something useful, she said. I don't think much of clothes just to dress up in. But I have all the clothes I need, said Lucy, and it is such fun to sew on an Indian dress. That may be, said her mother, but if you don't need clothes yourself, there are plenty of children who do, and it seems a waste of time to make fancy things. Lucy didn't think so. Mother had forgotten how much fun it was just to dress up. When father came at noon, Lucy was pleased that he did not think the Indian robe a waste of time. There seemed a difference in the way fathers felt about things. They only wanted little girls to have a very nice time, but mothers thought it was possible to have a nice time and to do something useful as well. That afternoon, Dora came to Mrs. Merrill as she sat sewing in the shady backyard. "'May I go and change my library book?' she asked. "'Yes,' said Mrs. Merrill. "'And may I stay at the library a while?' "'Yes,' said her mother again. "'There is something else that I want to do,' said Dora. "'Something I want very much to do, mother, "'and it is not teasing either, "'because I am only just asking about it. "'You know the library lady said once she gave me a book "'about the Dutch children "'and that she had been in Holland "'and seen them wearing their wooden shoes. "'Are you listening, mother?' "'Yes,' said Mrs. Merrill, cutting a buttonhole in Lucy's new petticoat. I am listening, child. May I take the pink box with the bear and the other things and show her? begged Dora. Not if she is very busy, nor to bother her. If she should be in a hurry or writing, but only if she stops to smile at me. Because perhaps she knows where the cunning baby and the fish came from and the little soldier. I want so much to know about them. Not to wear them, mother, only just to ask her about them. Mrs. Merrill stopped sewing and thought a minute. She did not look at the petticoat nor at Dora, but at the poppies in the border. Dora turned to look at them. It seemed as though mother did not like their colour, or else they were growing crookedly. I am afraid there will be other children, Dora, and that they will want to look, and that you will get into trouble. Those things must not be lost. I will put the box in my pocket and not even take it out unless Miss Perkins is alone and not busy. Very well, said Mrs. Merrill. You may take it and ask her about them, but don't bother her if she is busy. And Lucy had better go with you. End of chapter 9 Recording by Robert Doolan Board Game Basics Podcast